thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome today to Jesus the Healer. We are so glad to have you with us. Thank you for taking the time. And I know this, that anytime we, we sow towards the word, are you kidding? The harvest is so rich that comes back to us. We receive so much. So thank you for loving the word. Thank you for honoring the word. And uh, we're believing God with you for answers for your life. Amen. Healing and miracles. And how many of you know you can just sit in the atmosphere of the Word and receive healing? Did you know that? I remember years ago, um, my goodness, almost 40 years ago, about 35 years ago now, and uh, I just had some slight symptoms. I don't know what it was. It wasn't anything I went out to the doctor about. But I remember I was, I was reading a, word, uh, a book by a, a person who uh, is a book on divine healing. And I was just sitting and reading it because I'd read, I'd, you know, endeavor to read something every day on it. And uh, just while I was reading the book, all of a sudden I felt the power of God go in with that stump, just and immediately it was like almost a firework went off on the inside. And when I did all the pain left, all the symptoms left, just being in the atmosphere of the word, just being in the atmosphere of the word. So when you have this word coming into your life, it puts the right atmosphere, making it easy for us to receive. Right? So we're, we're thankful we get to spend this time with you and that you're hungry for yes. this word. We've been looking at something that's so important and it's this word fervency. Because uh, when we are full of faith, we're fervent. Yes. Amen. And uh, we need to be fervent to get past opposition. We can't be casual toward opposition. Opposition that would try to rob you of your health. Yes. Try to rob you of your peace. Try to rob you of your finances. We cannot be casual toward these things. We're going to go back and read a couple of scriptures so we can go further today, but we invite you to go back and watch some previous episodes because we can't restate all that we've already said. But we've been looking at Revelation chapter 3 verse 15. Jesus uh, told John to write these things to the church in Laodicea. And in Revelation chapter 3, verse 15, he said this, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of thy mouth, out of my mouth. Um, so Jesus indicated that lukewarm was a negative, right? 
Um, and we would just think, to me, lukewarm at least is better than cold. But as we said previously, when someone or something is lukewarm, it once had heat applied to it and turned it off. And he's saying, I'd rather you never, never had any heat applied to you than to not keep going, not keep getting hot. Or you might've been once hot and then cooled down to lukewarm. So he's saying it'd been better if you'd never heard these things than to hear them and step away from them. Yeah. Yeah. It's dangerous to come up to light and not walk in it. The light of the word. It's dangerous to know something and not be a doer of it. Why? Because the enemy will make sure that he can steal from us whenever we're not being a doer because being a doer of the word keeps him out. It closes the door to him. So if he sees that we're not a doer, the door's open to him. So Jesus was warning them Mm -hmm. about being lukewarm. Now we were looking at at Romans chapter 12, verses 10 and 11. I want to read it in the King James first. Uh, Paul wrote and said, be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love in honor, preferring one another, not slothful in business, but fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. This word fervent, the the dictionary definition is to be hot, to boil. So you're so, you're so hot. You're not, because you can be hot and not boiling. But fervent is you're boiling hot. Amen. The Amplified Classic of verse 11 reads this. Listen to this. Never lag in zeal. So it's dangerous to fall behind in our spiritual temperature. It's dangerous to let our spiritual temperature get too low. Never lag in zeal and in earnest endeavor. Be aglow and burning with the Spirit, serving the Lord. That's the way to serve him. When people have, when people aren't interested in serving the Lord, it's a, it's a hotness issue. They're, they're invited to more heat. (laughs) When you see this, look at this phrase, be a glow. When I think of the word a glow, uh, if you see someone who is an iron worker and they put a piece of iron in you, you, you saw it like what? You've seen a blacksmith or something yeah. and they put a piece of iron into a, a furnace and it gets so hot mm-hmm. that that which is naturally dark in color glows. Oh, yes. yeah. It is so hot. Yes. That's what the degree of hotness is being referred to. Oh, oh, oh. Be a glow mm-hmm. and burning, burning with the spirit. Amen. Serving the Lord. Amen. Amen. Now, we have to pay attention because our spiritual temperature um, is important. If we recognize I'm not as hot for God as I used to be, we can't let our hunger wane. We can't let our spiritual temperature diminish, decrease. So if we're not as fervent as we should be, listen, when you're hot for God, Mm -hmm. it's easy to blow past opposition. Mm Mm-hmm. You get, you get someone um, <clears throat> who is, uh, let's say this, that they are a runner. Mm-hmm. You get someone who is so interested. They love to run. Mm-hmm. They are so excited to get out and run. Then you get somebody who's running out of duty. Yeah. 
You know, they go, I know I need to be exercising, so I'm going to go run. You know what people who are aglow and burning with running do? They sign up for marathons. (laughs) They sign up for these races, right? And someone who's just a hobby runner, um, they're just glad to get the workout clothes on every day. You know, right? They're not signing up for anything. When you're hot for God, you're signing up. You're say, you're say, I'm available. I'm here to do whatever God says. I'm not just a hobby Christian. Just going at my own pace at what's comfortable for me. I'm hot and I'm burning. Brother, I'm signing up for whatever. And you can tell who's hot for God in the way they sign up. Put me down wherever, wherever they need something, you know? Why? Because you're excited, you're thrilled. Wherever it needs to be served in the local church, whatever I needs to be done, I'll be, I'll be the one to do it. Yeah. Amen. My husband, when he was 25 years old, he was raised in a home of mental illness. He was raised in a home of alcoholism. Uh, he, his, his mother had, um, you know, she, she struggled mentally. And um, there, there, the home life was not easy. And there were uh, uh, five kids in the family, and so he was the oldest of five. So um, she was not always able to be tending to the kids as she wanted to. And so life was hard in that home. Life was difficult in his home when he was being raised. And um, he saw his own life going the same direction as he got older. And when he was 25, he was invited to church. He went to church and he heard the word being preached, the salvation message being offered. And he got born again. And I mean, he got born again. (laughs) He came back after that Sunday morning service for the night service. And he went up to the pastor and he said, Pastor, I've been serving the devil all my life. But now that Jesus has saved me, what can I do for him? What do we see hot from day one? And the pastor said to him, well, I don't have anyone to clean the restrooms in the church. And my husband said, that's my job. Why? Because when you're burning hot, you'll do anything, anything. But if we're less than hot, we start getting selective. I'll do that. I won't do that. But when you're burning hot, you just want to be where God's people are. You want to be a blessing in any way you can. My husband never lost that zeal. My husband, he was always burning hot. And I tell you, when you're around people that are burning hot, if you're not burning hot, they'll drag you. (laughs) You know what I mean? You'll have to run to keep up with them because they're so aglow. Burning with the spirit. And uh, he certainly was, but because he was, he was willing to do anything God directed him. So if we struggle with obeying some things that God has said, check, check our spiritual temperature. Praise the Lord. Now, um, there are things that we can do that will raise our spiritual temperature, but we can do things that lower our spiritual temperature. So let's look at that. What's going to affect our spiritual temperature? Uh, first of all, spending time in the word and prayer will raise our spiritual yes. temperature. Yes. Yes. Neglecting time in the word and in prayer will lower our spiritual temperature. Yes. Amen. Amen. 
And I now notice what I said, spending time in the word and prayer. Right. Church attendance is no substitute mm -hmm. for time that you spend with God alone. Thank God for church attendance, but it's not meant to take the place right. of your intimate times yeah. with God. Um, every married couple knows this, that when they're out in public, they may hold hands, they may put their arm around each other, but if you give them a place of intimacy, they'll go further in intimacy. Right. And it's appropriate. Yeah. And it's not appropriate to be so intimate in a public setting. And I know this spiritually. There are some things that transpire between me and God when no one else is around. But then there are certain things that transpire in a church service. We need it both. We need when we're together with the other believers and in fellowship with them, we need that interaction with our Father together. Yes. All of us yes. coming together as a body, worshiping God and feeding on the things of God. Yes. But it's no substitute for the intimacy time, yes. for the place of intimacy. Amen. Amen. So things, that which will raise your spiritual temperature is how you treat the Word in prayer. Yes. Amen. Um, then we would say this, neglecting church services or attending church services will affect our spiritual temperature. Why? You get around somebody who's burning hot for God and maybe you've been, you've been going through some things. And it's, if I could say this, it's made a draw on you. It has diminished and it's pushed down and it's put pressure on the mind. And you get around somebody who's burning hot. It helps lift that yes. oppression yes. off right. of you, yes. that heaviness yes. off of you. So uh, we need the fellowship of one another. We need the fellowship that's found in the local church yes. to help us stay hot for God. Yes. Amen. Just to be at home alone and never have the fellowship of another, we're going to be missing something yes. that we're going to need for our spiritual race. And Amen. that is the fellowship with those of like faith. Amen. Amen. So as attending church services, because people say, people may say to you, you go to church all the time. Well, you go somewhere every time, all the time. You're, have you ever noticed this? We're always somewhere all the time. <laughs> We're always somewhere all the time. And um, so I just choose to be around the things that are going to elevate me. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. Neglecting church services for hobbies, mm -hmm. for working too much, yeah. you know, um, those kinds of things, will, you'll start finding your, your spiritual temperature go down. And it will show up in the different arenas of your life. It'll show up in your finances. It'll show up in your marriage. It'll show up in your children. It'll show up in your home. Why? Because what's around you affects your spiritual temperature. As I was saying, um, I think I said on the previous episode, if someone's spiritual, if someone's physical temperature is too low, people, the medical field, they'll put heat packs and something hot around you. If it's too high, they'll put cool packs to bring it down. Why? Because what's around you affects your temperature. Yes. Yes. That's why we want to seek out the fellowship of those who are hot for God. Yes. Because being around someone that's not hot for God can cool us down. Yes. 
if we're choosing our fellowship to be around those who are not hot, mm-hmm. it's going to lower our spiritual temperature. Yeah. Yeah. And that's going to lower, if I could say this, our earnestness uh-huh. to contend yeah. for the faith. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Um, this also, let's talk about this, of what can um, elevate your spiritual temperature or lower it is your relationships. Your personal relationships. Who do you fellowship with that you let into your home, into your life, around your family? Amen. Amen. I hang out with people who are hot for God because that's where my interest lies. Amen. I'm not saying you can't be kind to people or host people that aren't hot for God. I'm saying they can't be your ongoing fellowship and they can't be the voices into your life. The voices into your life need to be hotter than your own voice. Amen. Amen. Because that will affect our spiritual fervency. It will affect our hotness for God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Then what about this? The locations we go. The locations we go will affect our spiritual fervency. It will, it will affect our hotness. Um, if we go to wrong, wrong places, wrong things happen at wrong places. Mm-hmm. We need to protect our fellowship. We need to protect our recreation time. Where do we go? What are we looking at? Who does that put us around? We say, well, that's my hobby, but does that hobby take something out of you spiritually? Not all, it's not wrong to have a hobby. Absolutely it's not. But sometimes people have chosen hobbies that are going to, every time they get around that hobby, it brings something out of them. And a hobby is to be enjoyed. It's not to be a tripping place. Amen. So we have to make sure we're going to appropriate locations because this will affect our spiritual lives. Um, That doesn't always mean just going to church. I'm not saying you always have to be in church, but I'm saying there are places Mm -hmm. that don't take something from you to be there. Another thing that we have to watch uh, that can lower or raise our spiritual temperature. What about this? Too much recreation. Yes. Recreation is good. It's right. It's not wrong to do it, but the measure of it matters. The measure of it matters. In pastoring 25 years, we saw the outcome in families because when you have 25 years to look back over, you get to see a pattern. And for those who did not dismiss church for the purpose of recreation. Their lives reflected that. Their children reflected that. Their health, their income reflected that. That when they put spiritual things first, which Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. There are things added to your life when you make, when you make the things of God your priority. That's And when people make natural things and recreation their priority over spiritual things, that's going to have an effect on the fervency of of themselves and the the hotness of their family. Yeah. Yeah. 
the, yes. the spiritual yes. fervency of their family yes. to train their children in ways that, uh, to, to train children, just train them that the local church is the place to mm-hmm. have your life increased. Yes. Amen. Amen. We never, for my husband and I, we did not miss church to go have recreation. Right. And people may say, well, I need family time. Our family time was in the church. Mm-hmm. Our family was raised in the church and my, my, my. What a, there is no more honorable fellowship to be found than in the local church. The local park doesn't have it. The local beach doesn't have it. The amusement park doesn't have the kind of fellowship that I find in the local church. It's not wrong to go to those other places, but I'm saying they're no substitute. They are no substitute for the fellowship that your family and your children find in the local church. And that will play into the hotness of your family for God. Amen. Then there is such a thing that would lower our spiritual temperature or or raise it. It's the the amount of work we do in our profession. Mm -hmm. Working so much that the spiritual life is neglected. Amen. Amen. Um, It can cost people more than they realize because... If we neglect spirit, our spiritual life, we neglect our life in the local church, yeah. we neglect our life under, our, under having a pastor, that neglect happens little by little. It's not like cold turkey in the sense someone's all out toward their spiritual life, then they stop and they just put it all toward work. No, it's a gradual yes. working more. Uh, spending time with God less, working more. And, and so there's a gradual decline so it's not as noticeable. And uh, we just don't allow, don't allow the business God's blessed you with or that which he's put in you, uh, the job he's offered, you know, uh, uh, provided for you. Don't let it unseat him. He did not give us our profession so that we could honor it more than we honor him. Well, you know, I I, I so appreciate, um, I just so appreciate the the honor that I've seen in the 25 years in our congregation. People that moved to our city for one reason, to attend our church. I would say 70% when I was pastoring, 70% of our congregation moved to the city to attend the church. Yes. You know, that's putting spiritual things yes. as a priority. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. And their life was blessed because of it. Yes. Amen. Yes. So we don't want to, you know, people will move across country for a job and people don't think anything about it. Mm-hmm. But it's okay to still move across country for spiritual oh, reasons oh, too, oh, if, if God directs you oh, to. Yes. God directs you yeah. to. Why? Because that's the fountain that every other arena is watered out of. Every arena of your life is drinking out of some fountain. Make sure that it's one that has eternal life flowing in it. Amen. And then um, another thing that can lower spiritual temperature is participating in worldly indulgences. Meaning this, not wrong to go to movies, but it's but wrong movies. Right. <laughs> Not wrong to have a computer, but to go to the wrong sites yeah. on computers. Yeah, right. 
not wrong to play video games, but to play too much. It's not wrong to have uh, pastimes, but too much. It all matters. We have to make sure that we're giving first place to God and his word. Why? Because all of this affects our spiritual temperature. And there's, the devil will bid high for you. Yeah. He will give you something you enjoy so that you exchange it for something that God offers you. Oh. Wow. Um, don't, we don't want to sell off our destiny and our future to entertainment, to world things of the world that diminish our spiritual temperature. Amen. There's so much connected to what God offers us. And um, whenever we get full of the word and full of the spirit, there is such a joy and a delight in running the race that God has planned for us, for your family. And um, life is difficult when you're less than enthusiastic. (laughs) Right? I mean, joy makes more difficult things easy. And uh, I'm just so thankful that God offers us the privilege of serving him, but how we serve him is spelled out of what's appropriate. And that is to be a glow and burning with the spirit. When you're a glow and burning with the spirit, wrong things are burned out. Oh, that's good. Yeah, wrong things are burned out. If there's a fire that happens, let's say, in a field mm-hmm. or in a location and a fire is burning out of control, you know how many times they'll stop that fire? They start another fire. Yeah. And they send it in the direction. And when they meet, yeah. it's, a controlled, it's a controlled burn. Yes. Right. Because the one that is moving just one way starts eating up everything in its track so they can start it right here back here and determine that it goes no further and send it this way and they to meet and it's burned out. So that which has troubled your life, burn it out. Burn it out. How does that mean? Get full of the word. Full of the spirit and let the word wash it on out. It's called the washing of the water of the word. Amen. That he cleanses us with the washing of the water of the word. Amen. It just washes it out. Well, fire will burn it out too. Amen. That you'll get so thrilled with the word of God that you're no longer interested in what used to trip you up. Amen. Well, you don't want to miss next time because we're not finished. We're not finished with this, with this series. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. God has provided a way for His children to have ongoing visitations from Him. But many Christians don't recognize these visitations. Your life will be changed as you meditate on the revelations in this book, Visitations from God by Nancy Dufresne. Order your copy now at DufresneMinistries.org. Come join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Georgetown, Texas at Church on the Rock, October 15th through the 19th. For more information and to register, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. Come expecting your miracle.
In this series, How to Keep Your Healing by Nancy Dufresne, learn how to skillfully stand your ground against the enemy's strategies and enjoy your total victory. Order now at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.